Dracula, here at this carnival full of these tasty, beautiful little children. Oh, I cannot wait to sink my teeth into all of this beautiful. Oh, oh you just watch what you're. Oh, can you watch? You're, you're a pig! <laughs> Serves you right, child. Now, here to eat. These beautiful long-haired gentlemen, two of them coming up to me. Oh, hello. Oh, hey, what's up, Dracula? Uh, could you read what's on this paper, please? Don't, like, say anything different. Just exactly what's on the paper. Uh, thanks. Yes, of course. I will do this and then you will be mine. You're listening to Boo Radio. We tell the stories that nobody asked for. So you don't have to. Oh. Well... Um, is that good? Should I should I do another take? No. Okay. And welcome to Biscuit Dough Radio, our Hello. special Halloween. Oh, God damn it again! <laughs> you always do this. Anyway, special Halloween spooktacular. Boo. Uh, boo is right. Um, and uh, we have a very scary episode today. Uh, Every I episode Matt... is scary. Stop rubbing your face on the thing. Yes, cat. I am Matt. You are me. <laughs> Chris, you guys, I'm sure know who he is by now. Um, and we are joined with a special guest today, um, a friend of mine that I like to call Britty. Hi, Britty. Oh, good. I was so afraid you were going to call me something else. I was like, well, <laughs> hang on. Oh, <laughs> hang on. A friend of mine that I like to call George. And yes, and please. <laughs> I mean, if you would have said it, I would have gone with it. Okay. However, I'm glad that you did it because my name is Britty. <laughs> All right. Well, Britty is new to the podcast. Um, and so we're going to... Uh, Go ahead and dive into these prompts and and give her an idea of what to do. But, uh, Chris, who went first last week? Uh, me. Oh, like you, you. Gave uh, a you no. Movie or? Um, uh, um, uh, it doesn't matter. Yes? Why don't you pick one for me and I will roll into it. Uh, I got pains in my body. Um, that's spooky. I know it's ghosts. It's, Age. It's my. Spooky. It's my ghost trying to escape my body. <laughs> it's your skeleton trying to be free. You're having an inner body experience. <laughs> um, okay, so the one that I want to go for for you is from Joe. It's and it's Thanks, uh, It's it's far more than five. Um, oh, headless, I know which one it is. The headless horseman has become a real burden on my pumpkin patch. <laughs> <laughs> Give him the heads he deserves. <laughs> Let him wear the pumpkin. <laughs> all right, all right, I got it, I got it. Um, okay, so uh, it starts back in the old timey times, you know, like what you imagine with the headless horseman, um, who is is haranguing the various uh, travelers on the road, and it's it is just a constant spooky opening of like 
it's like a like a mash cut of all of these different experiences that people have with the headless horseman who just keeps coming up and scaring him and they run off and then like the next scene of it is is like the same thing and then it stops after one group of people runs away and the camera pans in on the headless horseman who doesn't have a face or any sort of like um anything to denote what the headless horseman is feeling except that they like slump their shoulders because nobody wants to like stick around for whatever it is he's trying to do and so uh there's like a moment with body language where the headless horseman is expressing that he has an idea and he rides over to uh, a pumpkin patch yes and he grabs uh a pumpkin and he carves a face into it and he sets it on his shoulders and uh he thinks this is going to be the time this is going to be it and so he rides up to the next group of people coming in and uh pretty much same thing happens like maybe at first they don't recognize it because he's got a more like whole figure um and and then the lightning strikes and it's all scary and so they run away and uh he rotates the pumpkin around and he's got a sad face carved into the other side of it. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, so he has another idea. He goes back to the pumpkin patch and, uh, he, you know, looks around, make sure the farmer's not looking. Uh, and we see like the camera pans across this open field full of pumpkins. And then it cuts to the next scene. And we see the, the villagers are like walking down the street or whatever. And we hear the, uh, hoof clops as he approaches and then as the camera turns in like a 360 we see he has an entire stack of pumpkin heads he's got like way more than he should and they're all expressing like different happy faces that he's trying to like get them to uh yeah understand that he doesn't mean them any harm he's just looking for human connection and of course it doesn't work and they're all scary and uh so he runs away or they run away from him and then uh he goes back to the pumpkin patch to try and get another one because he's none of these faces are working and he sees that there's a sign that has been posted uh basically saying like stay the fuck out of my pumpkin patch uh i'm sick of you stealing all of my pumpkins and he realizes that the the person who runs this pumpkin patch may be the only person that he'll be able to connect with because everybody else runs away but this guy lives here So he decides he's going to replenish the pumpkin patch by arranging all of the pumpkin heads um, out in the pumpkin patch with like all their happy faces facing the house. And he thinks this is going to work. I'll wait until the pumpkin guy wakes up. And so the farmer wakes up and comes outside and he sees all of these pumpkins. At, At first, he's like, what the hell happened? And then he sees all the faces carved into him. And then he looks up and there's the headless horseman sitting on his horse waving and the camera does a 180 back to the farmer who has a gun and just shoots the headless horseman and that's the end of it (laughs) he got the guy who's been stealing his pumpkins who just wanted human connection and he got bullet connection instead i kind of want to see the head the pumpkin head explode in slow motion and the headless horseman just kind of like sadly walk away (laughs) (laughs) like big explosion and then it's just like oh well that's it that's it he comes back to the he comes back to the farmer and he's trying to uh he's trying to cheer this farmer up so he's uses all of the pumpkins that he's like acquired they're all stacked on the back of his horse and he puts one on and the it gets shot off and he's like, that one didn't work. And he comes back the next day with a different face. And that, and that one doesn't work. And he just keeps blowing off their heads. 
I don't know if either of you have ever seen a uh, scanners, uh, but there's a, <laughs> yes. there's a moment where a guy's head explodes, and that's what I'm envisioning for the pumpkin, like just the most gory looking pumpkin explosion. We have to fill it just like with if, M80s. If it, if it needs more guts in it, we're gonna take extra pumpkin guts and put it inside it. So like, there's just an ample supply. What you supply. do is you put like <laughs> Jello. Oh you yeah. Put, like like a Jello mold of like a brain or something inside the pumpkin, <laughs> and so when it explodes, <laughs> that, it is gory, but it's also definitely a pumpkin that, head. That brings about the question though: of, Does the headless uh, horseman like transfer brains into the pumpkin when he gets inside? <laughs> it's just for it's just for aesthetics. It is only for aesthetics. I do I do like the idea though. Once he acquires it, like like there's like. It moves all up into the pumpkin <laughs> every time. <laughs> that's that's the exhausting process of it. Every time he's, he's getting just skinnier like, every yeah. time. <laughs> he's like, this takes so much from me to do this. <laughs> I just want a human connection. <laughs> oh goodness. <clears throat> so I say I say because we have so many prompts this week, and thank you to all of you that submitted prompts. Um, how about we just do like instead of each of us doing our own take on those, we just give each of us our own prompt. That works we'll because the only thing I could think of was something something similar to yours. So, right on. But I wanted the headless uh, horseman to speak with like Looney Tunes style signs that have like words on them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but if you did that, you need to you need to steal the joke from Adventure Time where it's like you didn't make enough signs, did you? <laughs> I love you, Jake. <laughs> he throws flips one over and starts writing on the backside of it. <laughs> it's, it's just this burden on his horse where he's just got all these signs like attached to the side that he's like sorting through and he can't find the right one and he keeps like pulling them up like There's the wrong one. <laughs> wrong one, wrong one. <laughs> Um, all right, so I will pick one then for Britty, and then Britty, you can pick one for Chris. Okay. All right, so um, yeah, that last one again was submitted by Joe. Thank you, Joe. This next one is submitted by our good friend Tyler, and your one word prompt for this story is pseudopodia. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> you have to remember, I'm an idiot. You were just, just before we recorded, you were bragging it up about how you got this film degree. and you. That doesn't mean I'm smart. <laughs> that just means I know how to put things on camera. Oh, goodness. <laughs> you don't need brains to do that. You point and click. Tyler spelled, oh, goodness. Tyler spelled it wrong. So... Why? Okay, well, is it supposed to be sumopodia? No, it's pseudo like P S E U. A temporary protrusion of the surface of an amoeba amoeboid cell for <laughs> movement and feeding. So it's essentially it's like a micro level tentacles? Yeah, basically like like watery tentacles like um Okay. that that kind of move and adjust. I think they use their pseudopods to like pull themselves along kind of like mm -hmm. um imagine like a muscle in the uh, ocean that like sticks its big tongue out thing mm -hmm. and pulls itself that's that's a horror movie right there sorry i did yeah. that to you guys <laughs> god there's the sea creatures or something else um okay well the, the first thing i'm gonna say is this amoeba amoeboid is now a uh, giant huge this giant amoeboid um he's, a, he's an amoeba man <laughs> <don't need> anymore. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's the size of uh an elephant. And so this creature has emerged from the sea. 
I feel like we're gonna go like creature from the black lagoon kind of deal right just slip slopping out and that's and that's how it we're ambulate ambulating obviously yes right right um uh so that's ambulatory um and this creature comes across a car and then just absorbs it just and now we're getting into kind of slimy absorption territory and the the thing about it is th- sounds horny <laughs> okay it, have you seen creature from the black lagoon though <laughs> like if we're talking old okay so let me let me set this the stage right sexy fish old, mon- old monster movie right they're inherently horny yeah i get because, that because like everyone was like this is new we're making fantastical creatures this isn't kind of the norm the normal like what you see on on screen Right, because we're talking old monster movies. At that point, we were still doing like Shakespeare on screen. Okay, so now we're doing monster. So, so yeah, absolutely. Brittany, your film degree is showing. (laughs) Put that away. Oh no. Uh, Okay, so this creature absorbs a car and then turns into the car. Um, so now it's starting to get shape shifting powers, but only if it absorbs it. All right. So. It absorbs a person and becomes that person, except for, like, kind of transparent. So you're like, so, because it's a monster movie, right? So you're like, how is no one noticing that this person is now transparent? A, a, but, a jelly human? Yes. <laughs> master of disguise. Become another person. Become I'm another a person. person. I'm a person now. Um, and so this creature's goal is to just consume. Just, just consume everything that it can and it must be stopped but it cannot be stopped because it if you cut it in half it just <laughs> reproduces there's more of it now no. so it is it's very much like a gelatinous cube from D. um <laughs> just split it and now it's it's got more um and i think that that becomes like the scary part of it until the whole town is destroyed and this creature goes back into the sea. Again, classic monster movie of sometimes there is no hero. Those are the best kinds, according to Chris. That's my kind of story. There's no happy ending. All right. <laughs> <laughs> There's only destruction. Only destruction. <laughs> yes, I I love it. Um, if you had to name that film, what would you title it? Uh, okay, if we're going classic monster movie, it would need to be the amoeba from the sea <laughs> in like big classic block letters. I like it. With goo dripping down them. Yes. Yeah. And that like <laughs> sound Some behind theremin it. theremin music. <laughs> yeah. The title is written as such that even when it's not audible, you can still hear the. Yeah. <laughs> it's very important. <laughs> All right. Good. We're we are just blazing through these in a good way because we've got a lot of them that we can we can tap on. What I love about this is that some of these are submitted long before we decided we were going to do a spooky episode. And so turning some of these into spooky episodes are are really good. Uh, So you get to pick one from that list for Chris. Oh, yes, that's correct. Oh, God. Let me look at the list of finding some 
options of something spooky. Um, I would love to see a spooky interpretation of tea. That's very much something that I could do because I love I love tea and I love spooky things and like listen you put someone in skull makeup drinking a cup of tea already spooky <laughs> right super easy but I'm very curious like how do, how would you spookify tea all right well, before you before you start uh, tea submitted by our good friend James James thank you so much for thank sending you for the this. tea. Uh, <laughs> and we're sorry that we turned it into what it's about to be. <laughs> no, this is going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be it. This is the money shot right All here. Right. Uh, so it opens on like just someone sitting in their house drinking a nice cup of tea. Um, and once they finish drinking it, they like start having convulsions. And uh, suddenly something like shoots out of their mouth like a bunch of like uh, tendril type of things. And they like wrap over the person's body and spin around it and like they, they become a giant tea leaf. Uh, then they go out to the garden and plant themselves and uh, like, <laughs> ambulatory tea leaves. Then after some time, like it skips ahead a little bit of time and the tea leaf has like sprouted into many other tea leaves that are like spreading all along throughout the country and going into like tea gardens and people are having the tea so they're consuming it and people start turning into just weird like root based monsters nice and uh it becomes an epidemic um and once once a sufficient amount of people have become the tea beast um, a spaceship comes down (laughs) (laughs) and they are aliens who have uh infected the planet with this tea disease and uh, they did it because they wanted their tea to be better, so they created a special type of tea called human. They eat themselves? No, I mean they're they're tea monsters, but well, they're tea monsters in the sense that they love tea. Yeah. <laughs> they're, what, they're monsters what, for tea. I, 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 oh, so the aliens are separate from the monsters. Yeah, the aliens created. Okay, the, the aliens created I thought the you monsters. were saying that an alien sent a, a baby down that's, to be like, see, it, good, good luck. It's understandable because that was my idea, but in the middle of saying it, I changed ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Good. But, um, Good. So the alien, okay. the aliens come down for their special tea that they have been making, uh, human tea. The humans add a delicious flavor to it, so they capture the humans that have become tea beasts, and they, uh, they, they uh, put them in their water, their hot water, <laughs> and they, they sit there and uh, drink a delicious man tea. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you say man tea or manatee? Man tea. That's the name of the movie. Love a delicious manatee. That's the name of the movie. Man tea. Someone's like, did they misspell that? Or, oh, oh god. Oh no, they did. Yeah, you put it together as one word, so it's confusing. <laughs> I really would love to see a spooky movie where, like, I don't know, just like a. a lady just poisons people with tea because like you can do so many things with that like i just there's a lot a lot you could do with like oh this is my revenge on terrible people of i invite them over to my fancy mansion and kill them with tea or it's a very arsenic and old lace feel yeah i I just it does i recently watched uh the stuff and uh invasion of the body snatchers so my mind is on like 
alien things taking over human bodies <laughs> yeah. yeah i was gonna say your story sounded a bit like um ufos from a previous episode that we did we didn't record seri- that what are you talking about the one where we talked you- about the cabbage huh? no we talked about the ufos the uh where the kids eat cereal and the cereal is just alien babies no that's not it the kids eat the cereal and go into the tv no, that was yours. Mine was different. I don't remember don't what you say. I don't listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. I remember my greatest hits and that's it. <laughs> Chris, if you look to your right, there's a cup of tea. I'd like for you to drink that, please. Oh, delicious. <laughs> <laughs> you did it. Oh, God. Now, he's going to be a, a giant tea bag now. <laughs> <laughs> that's even worse they, than the tea leaves. they naturally bag themselves <laughs> that's what i thought you were getting at when you said it it, tur- it wraps itself up with like all the things that sprout no, i was just out of thinking about like tendrils wrapping around and becoming a leaf but i guess like as they go like once they reach the end of their life cycle they just kind of mash themselves down and put themselves in a bag yeah i, I want to see it. <laughs> the drying out process with... humans hanging on like if we <laughs> posts outside <laughs> That's, that's terrible it, like i was just trying to say like um if aliens are going to come down and harvest these tea bags like the person drinks the tea it sprouts out of their mouth and it like engulfs them and then like as it comes to the top like the apex of this now human tea bag uh it just sprouts like that little square of paper that is on a tea bag and so it's on, specifically like lipton tea bags <laughs> It's that and sol- then it just sol- says aliens <laughs> <laughs> it says uh um uh what is that one that's supposed to be good for your tummy like the type of tea that's like a stomach ease tea or whatever like each person is a different flavor of tea that like based on their personality and then mine like- would just be salty <laughs> <laughs> Mine would be corny tea. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. So, um, Chris, we've got plenty of time to do uh, <laughs> one more each if we keep blasting through them like this. Why don't you go ahead and pick one for me? <laughs> and be sure to thank our submitters. Yeah, I know. You never care about them. I do. Like I, I do. said the one came from Joe, you Joe. I am no Joe. <laughs> um, I'm thinking uh, Chrysalis from Bob. Chrysalis. Yeah. Okay. So we open up. Yeah, you thought I was going to say it, Chris, but I didn't. I didn't, uh, I didn't we, think anything. I don't think. Sure. <laughs> I, saw, I saw it in your eyes. Um, now, we open up on uh, a butterfly hatching from its cocoon. Um, and it flies by a, uh, like a school bus and everything. And the camera pans over to reveal that there's this school with kids playing on the playground, uh, which is already scary in these pandemic times. Um, so we're opening with a very spooky scene. I think children are just scary. Together. <laughs> yeah, it's, that too. Yeah, it's true. Like just the minute that you don't put like happy music behind children playing, yeah, it's just... like, mm. Just put like so- what are they up to? long tones of just like <laughs> ominous noise. No, just a really low hum. Like just yeah. like a really, really low But nothing like, nothing ever happens. Like, <laughs> the kids are like playing, but like when you get closer, they're like killing each other. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're like pulling the organs out of another kid. 
<laughs> I meant like the way kids play. Like, have you ever actually like seen how kids play? They can get real dark real quick. Oh yeah. Yeah, the other day, uh, Lydia was playing out in the front yard with a couple of the kids from around here, and um, I just, like, heard them laughing and stuff like that, and then when I got towards the door to just check on her, I could hear them yelling, and the one was like, you're ugly, no, you're ugly, and I was just like, <laughs> but we're laughing about this, this is good, this is a yeah. good energy you got, All right. <laughs> keep that up. <laughs> All right, so uh, we see these children playing, and the bell rings, and they're to go into the school and uh you know recess is adjourned and so they go back into the school and they uh it's lunchtime and they start eating their lunch and as they're eating their lunch um one of the kids who's like not particularly popular and sitting by themselves is uh drawing a picture of apparently we're led to believe is like a dream that they've had or something and they're drawing like themselves but they've drawn like this pod around themselves and they're like hashing it so it looks really like like fervent and disturbed and they're just like really intense on this and um, one of the other kids comes over and like snatches that kid's book and it's very like classic bullying and so uh then we cut to the end of school and the kid goes home in on the school bus and walks into the house and the mom's like how was school honey and the kid's just like uh and goes up to their room and uh their room has all the keep out signs on it and everything and as they open the door uh it like is kind of hitched on something and they just kind of push through it anyway not deterred by what's going on and as they do they open it up and there's um all of this like silken uh, like webbing all over their room, this this organic, gross-looking uh, webbing with like a throbbing pod plastered to the wall, and uh, the the kid goes over to it and uh, just kind of pokes it, and you see that it like wiggles a little bit, like there's something inside of it, and the kid goes and sits down uh, at their table where they've got uh, a board with like. Uh, butterflies pinned on it you know like they're keeping all of these different butterflies and stuff and uh and then the kid removes their face uh, revealing a uh proboscis that just kind of rolls out onto the table and uh and the kid's got a cup on the table that's like full of nectar that it just like sticks its proboscis in and drinks it and stuff like that um, and as all this is going on, the mom knocks on the door and like the kid with all of its segmented eyes, like looks at the door real fast and the mom pushes the door open. And as the camera follows the mom's point of view, you see the kid with its hands over his face and he moves his hands and he's got his face back on, but the room looks totally different. And, uh, you're like, how the fuck did he do that? And it's like dinner time, honey, come on down. Kids like, no, I already ate. And, uh, so then when the mom closes the door, the boy goes back over to the window and takes his face back off and opens his wings that he apparently has, flies out of the window and to the bully's house that was picking on him earlier in lunch. And, uh, the kid, the bully wakes up and is like, what the hell is this? And cause that's his voice. And the... <laughs> 
and the the it's a beautiful butterfly outside my window watch a treat for me yeah we could even have like that scene where like there's a moth like flying around outside the window at first you know and yeah. the kid like goes back to sleep thinking that it was just this giant luna moth or whatever and then like the window opens up and butterfly boy comes into the window and... butterfly boy <laughs> i just feel like you've made the least threatening <laughs> least threatening alien creature monster like if i saw a big alien butterfly coming in my window i'd be like yo dude what the fuck is up how can i do that yeah you you would be thinking that until all of a sudden butterfly boy begins to spin a chrysalis around this bully kid and takes this boy back to its lair which is its room and plasters it up on the wall and as uh, as the movie's drawing to a close, the previous pod uh, cracks open and another butterfly creature comes out. And apparently this this is part one of a series of short films. Butterfly Boys. Butterfly Boy. <laughs> butterfly Boys. That's, a, that's what it's called. Sorry to interrupt the podcast, everybody, but I thought of a better name afterwards. Uh, the movie title should be called Chrysalicious. I couldn't think of it on the fly because Britty is incredibly talented and intimidating, and I can't think on the fly. Anyway, back to the podcast. <laughs> and, then, and then the next installment is they make a gang, and they, they, become, they become motorcycle gang. <laughs> combing their antenna back and slicking it with grease, and they go out and they click their fingers and stuff. And they... they kick rocks really hard. <laughs> We're a bad gang now. Oh yeah, <laughs> call us the Butterfly Boys. I, I I feel like this is an Are You Afraid of the Dark episode. Um, so it does have that feel so, of like so Earl Stein's. I I would need the whole cast to be made up of Canadians to fit to fit with. <laughs> That's the scary part. <laughs> well, if I don't hear like one sorry or anything like that throughout the whole thing, I'll be upset. <laughs> Because that, that's all I remember from Goosebumps and Are You Afraid of the Dark is the kids saying, sorry. And you're like, this, this does I'm not. So sorry. I don't know where this is from now because I'm too young to realize the dialects of different countries, but it was obvious that it wasn't <laughs> naturally American. <laughs> unnatural. That's, that's all right, an so unnatural scary. accent. <laughs> Accents? Scary. <laughs> Canadian butterflies are the scariest of all. Um, <laughs> Canadian boiderflies. Okay, let, now let me pause it. I know they're not insects, but Canadian geese are terrifying. I will say, if a Canadian goose came in my window, I would shit my pants. Just the, I think if any goose came in my window, I would shit my pants. Just the hunting. Yeah. 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 And listen, they don't even have to be any bigger than they already are. Right. Just um, goose-sized goose. Oh, God, I didn't even think of the idea that a giant goose head would come through your window. Aww. I don't like it. With its serrated tongue. Just honking and flapping at you. (laughs) Literally, that would be all it would take to just kill me dead. Oh, man. You know, I'm looking at our list here, and Joe submitted butterfly lipstick, which brings a whole new... level of horror to the, the butterfly boys is when they put on their butterfly lisp, lipstick on their proboscis. That's what makes them extra cool and extra badass so that you know the boys are back in town. They, be- they become goth butterflies. Yeah. Yes. That's that. the gang. Is goth vibes. Oh, man. 
<laughs> oh goodness i was thinking more along the lines of like butterfly drag queens but like i don't know oh, like how cool that would be really a, a visual to see um <laughs> all right so i'm gonna give you Brittany, one of the most uh, difficult prompts for a horror movie or easiest ones depending on which route you go uh-huh. um our good friend james submitted the word jovial jovial well, I feel like the obvious answer is clowns, right? <laughs> I, like, that's where I thought was easy. Yeah. I feel yeah. like that's the easy answer. But, okay. Have either of you seen The Guy Who Didn't Like Musicals? Um. Yeah, he's called my dad. <laughs> no, okay. So I, I, I'm, I'm, I will talk about this musical for ages, and I promise I won't talk about it, but it's a pretty recent musical by the group star kid and in it uh essentially the aliens do like a body snatching kind of deal and when they body snatch they make the world sing and dance and so there is like one character throughout the whole time that like hates musicals that's the the main character and then at the end gets taken over and sings and dances and that becomes scary of this character who the whole time was like oh i don't like musicals i'm not really a happy guy like this is not it like kind of singing and dancing around the stage so i feel like something along those lines of we go with a a modern setting i think maybe you know, I don't want to pull too much from the guy who did, didn't like musicals, but maybe like a work environment, maybe just a typical nine to five um, where they're just everyone's just kind of neutral. Right. There's really not a lot of I mean, it's like, hey, how you doing? Oh, how'd your weekend go? But nobody's like, I cannot believe that this sports game did the thing, right? Like, no one's genuinely happy, right? Because sports <laughs> game did the thing, guys. <laughs> I, uh, you can tell I have a uh, limited experience with sports, but I isn't that what people in cubicles talk about? Sports yeah. ball. Um, <laughs> so, so, but no one does that in this office, right? Um, and then what happens is they hire a new temp, and this temp actually came from working retail so this individual is very much see on the surface level seems very used to hi how are you today what can i help you find um which is not really their job anymore so you would think after a couple days right they would be less peppy but as this story progresses if people end up spending a ton of time in this temp's vicinity they start to get very peppy and very like wow i love those expense reports and you start to feel like something is wrong yeah and- there's definitely something wrong if that's what they're excited about <laughs> look at these expense right? reports <laughs> look at these expense reports and then we get to the point where it's revealed that that temp was like infected by some either creature or disease or whatever it is i want to go with disease because i think creature kind of is more of the guy who didn't like musical so it's a disease and the disease turns off all the sad parts of your brain and like starts to make this false sense of happiness so pronounced and it starts to become unnerving of like no smile in eye but always smile on face and people start to dance without looking like they want to be dancing 
um, plastered smile on their face and just sweat dripping down their their forehead and and really uncomfortable. Um, and that becomes that becomes the the element of fear of someone genuinely well not genuinely someone acting as though they're genuinely happy when they've been essentially possessed <laughs> by like, this disease they get home that and makes like, them happy they get home and they're like uh honey i have to let you know your the hospital called your dad died and they're like great yes <laughs> i <Yeah>. love it <laughs> wow what a blessing <laughs> and uh so then that becomes the fight, right, for the rest of the story of uh, someone who is not into this, hasn't been infected, by, you know, however the infection spreads, um, is like, hey, we, we deserve to have emotions. You can't just have one, you know, and then that becomes the fight for it. And I think perhaps the scary aspect of it is maybe they can't stop anything and they just watch society all around them just become more and more happy and they feel as though they're the only one who truly knows what emotion is anymore yeah and then the camera zooms out into a global perspective as the world turns and there's a giant smile on the earth <laughs> and the, the earth is just like super happy and then it goes black and that's the end of the movie or no, that's it. That's the perfect. That, that's the perfect ending. Sorry, I nailed it in one. <laughs> and then the no, and then the world winks. Ding. <laughs> oh, that is a great movie. I would be very frightened if I smiled all the time. It uh, it reminded me of something that I heard about called uh, the Dancing Plague, it was something that happened in the mm, in the fifteen hundreds. Mm-hmm. And as far as I remembered, last time I read about it, it was like an actual sickness that caused people to like flail in a way that looked dancing. But according to what I'm reading right now, it was just people started dancing and no one would stop and more people would do it. And some people might have died, but no one knows for sure. And they think it might have been because they accidentally took something similar to acid or they had food poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like every rave I've ever been to. <laughs> Somebody could have died. I don't know. <laughs> I was you. dancing. I don't know. <laughs> Someone could have died. Isn't that great? <laughs> I feel like it's following a little bit of the ideas from, I think it's Equilibrium. Um, I can't remember the name of the movie. It's an older movie where it's like, you're not allowed to have emotions, so you take pills to re- repress your emotions. Mm. It's not exactly the same as that, right? But, like, that idea of, like, there only being one acceptable emotion. Mm. Uh, that's kind of what I'm thinking. But in a more in a more uh, horror aspect of it, it's an infection that you can't solve. And the movie is, yes, Equilibrium. Christian Bale is in this movie. Mm-hmm. Oh. I think so. I've seen the case when I used to work in a movie shop, so it's it's a 2000 it movie it's like 2002 <laughs> i think it's that's it's pretty you so know, it's gonna be good yeah 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 <laughs> exactly. listen it's my type of movie i don't know if it's everybody else's type of movie but yeah i just i don't know i like this idea of uh unstoppable forced happiness is like Ooh, spooky. That's, yeah, it's yeah. terrifying. <laughs> it's, <laughs> I, I know at least two-thirds of the people on this podcast right now are clinically diagnosed with depression, so <laughs> that, would, that would be scary. <laughs> Listen, it's not about the opposite of depression, right? Like, it's about having a full range of emotions. So only having one emotion, 
still scary. Yeah. There's a, there, there's a reason I've never elected to take any medication. <laughs> True. <laughs> Completely fair. <laughs> All right. Um, well, that was a good one, man. We are just on fire today. We are getting some good ones in there. Um, that would leave it to you, Brittany, to take a look at this awesome list of prompts and see what we can come up with. And this, there's no pressure here, Chris, but this is the last movie of the episode. I know. So <laughs> bring it out with a bang. Oh, God. Now, could I potentially bring forth my own prompt? Oh, yeah. Uh, absolutely. That'd be great. Okay. So I would love to see a spooky movie based off of the concept of green fire. I want to see where you go with that. Green fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this prompt submitted by Britty. Thank you, Britty, um, for bringing green fire. Just give me a second, because I know I've accidentally made green fire before with chemicals. no cheating. No, I'm oh. ch- I'm trying to I'm trying to learn like <laughs> I'm gonna look up this movie called Green no, Fire. I, I just, just want to know what causes green fire, because I know I've done it before by like spraying chemicals in a fire. <laughs> oh, you know, like you do at every rave I've ever been to. No, this is when I was a child. <laughs> That's even worse. Child raves. <laughs> we used to spray. We... Yeah, give me a, a spooky movie about a child rave. <laughs> we used to spray. We used to spray my grandpa's cologne into fire to see what color it would be. <laughs> okay, so okay. ah ah uh, meth- methanol and boric acid. Okay. Um... Okay, okay, here we go. Here we go. Okay. I'm bored already, Chris. Here we go. So, throw out some so, scientific jargon. So, the planet is taken over by cockroaches. Uh, we don't know how it's happened. We just start with cockroaches being t- being the reigning beasts on the planet and the humans fighting against them. And um, sure. the only way that they can know how to stop them is using cockroach killer, which includes boric acid. Uh, oh. And they spread it all over the place, like as much as they can get, and they just keep spreading it until there's almost no separation of boric acid on the surface. And someone accidentally lights a fire, and the fire spreads <laughs> all across the entire globe because uh, for some reason it can go across the water too. <laughs> yeah, it was just. <laughs> Because, because movie. Okay, because... wait. Let, let me let me propose. The cockroaches somehow drain the ocean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and all across the Marianas, the Marianas Trench, they fill it with enough acid to go across the whole thing. <laughs> um, and everything is burning this uh, this soft green fire. But the fire is like, if I recall right, the fire wasn't that hot. Like, green fire is low temperature. So everyone's like okay with it. They could just deal with it. They're like mildly irritated by the fire, but the cockroaches are burning and dying from the acid itself. So it's the this is fine. <laughs> yeah, it's green. it's oh, <laughs> we, we got we got rid of the cockroaches, and now there's just ankle height green fire burning <laughs> burning my shoelaces. <laughs> uh, and they, they, they like everyone gets really good at monkey bars. Yeah, every, <laughs> <laughs> the, the whole the whole world just has to build like a little like level above the ground that's just their surface now <laughs> they're like don't go down there it's green kind of hot you'll be okay they're dying cockroaches <laughs> you'll be okay you'll be okay but you'll be annoyed 
And uh, eventually, and that's when the like kids go down. They're like, "Oh, I better <laughs> test the adults," and they go down, and they're like, "Oh, this is irritating." And then it's like, "Oh, there's a portal to hell." They find the they, <laughs> they find super cockroaches. Yes. <laughs> and the cockroaches burst out from the hole that the kids went through, and they have a green fire going across their backs. They're just like their their shell has been replaced by green fire, just licking off of them, and uh, they start like they can move really fast, and they're flying around the planet. Just tearing people's heads off and setting them on fire. And everyone dies. <laughs> <laughs> there is no winning in this scenario. The cockroaches win. <laughs> the boric acid cockroaches are victors. <laughs> oh, good lord. And and we're calling this movie Green Fire Cockroaches? No, uh... Kind of hot. That's <laughs> <laughs> some interesting connotations. <laughs> this summer, these cockroaches are kind of hot. Well, that's the thing. Like, you see the title and you're like, what kind of movie will this be? So you get it and, like, you rent it for a romantic night, but then you're like, it's just weird fucking, like, green fire and cockroaches. <laughs> This is not setting I'm, I'm not aroused at all. <laughs> and if I am, I know, I'm honey, worried. I, I don't know, honey. This is it's kind of got me going. It's doing something. Take this to the bedroom, and uh, I'll put on my cockroach outfit. And we'll just Trying to cover me you in boric acid. Yeah. <laughs> I think I got some cologne around here. <laughs> Let's see what kind of colors we can get out of this fire. <laughs> oh, God. Girl. Hey, girl, you want to go to my room and see what kind of colors we can make? Oh, yikes. Oh, that's perfect. That's awful. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> oh, well, we did it, guys. That that was it. Uh, Brittany, did you have fun? Oh, always. I love making things up. That's how my have my job. <laughs> you just you just make things up. And you're like, I've I've done it. I've made a film now. I've made a podcast. I've made a theatrical show. Like that's how I that's how you do it. Mm, it's always a good colors. Time. <laughs> you set things on fire and see what colors it makes. That's, that's what, well that being that's what happens when you have four teens, like four teenage boys sitting in a room. They're like Set that on fire. What happens? Oh, look. yeah, true. That's purple. <laughs> Whoa. Speaking of setting four teenage boys on fire, uh, what? Brady, what have you been... <laughs> this is a great opportunity for you to tell us what you've been working on. Hit us with some plugs uh, and yeah, and direct our audience to uh, where they can find you. Sure, I'm. I will preface with I haven't been setting teenage boys on fire. <laughs> That's not the sure. I believe you. <laughs> I'll add, I'll add it to the list if if, if the people really want it. But not quite what I've been doing. Ritualistic um, boy yeah. fires. <laughs> That'll be the tagline for the project. Um, yeah, so I'm Brittany Lee, um, and you can pretty much find anything that I'm doing on BrittyLee.com. Uh, I will spell my name since it is kind of unusual. It is B-R-I-T-T-Y-L-E-A. Um, 
recently I've been working on a show uh, called The Outer Zone. It is going to be live streamed to every platform that I can. So that is Twitch, that is YouTube, that is Facebook. Um, and it's a retelling, restructuring, re-narrative of The Wizard of Oz. It's going to be in space. It is going to be live. Um, I've been working a lot with uh, theater production companies during this pandemic on how do you make art when you can't be together in the same space? And I've really been exploring that and kind of seeing what we can create. And I got so inspired by the projects that I worked on that I said, I'm going to make my own. <laughs> so I am making my own. Um, and it's very fulfilling and very fun. And that is coming up. Um, but I also do podcasts as well. Um, I am part of the podcast Cult Classics, where we make horse movies especially <laughs> bad horse movies um so me and my sister spend an episode and we create a horse movie from scratch uh she brings the horse knowledge to the table and i bring the filmmaking knowledge to the table and sometimes you end up with an octopus in there could not tell you why uh, that is just the way it goes <laughs> i'm also a player on the D D podcast no dice um where we've been we've been doing this game for like three years and there's a lot of things happening um i cannot explain no dice <laughs> as i feel like anybody who plays D D, you cannot explain yeah. what your campaign is in good words i will say um that we are kind of starting to near somewhat of the end of the campaign not anytime soon but if you want to like catch up now would be the time to really get there um, and also, uh, every Halloween, I do a spooky one shot for our, our group. Um, I DM. I'm not typically the DM, so I DM. And so this year, we played a game called Bat Yale. Um, and it was super fun and super spooky, full of bats. And that should be coming out on Halloween. Um, so I'm very excited for that as well. Um, yeah, and I, I do a lot of film stuff. I, I make videos, I put them uh, out on YouTube. I do a lot of a lot of different things, but the easiest way to kind of see what I'm doing is to just find any of my social media, which is pretty much all the same. It's at Brittany Lee Film, um, and that's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, any any place. That's where I am. Nice, wonderful. Yeah, a little bit of a overachiever, but. I mean, it's okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, listen, I gotta say, we haven't been friends for that long, but this shouldn't surprise you in any way. <laughs> no, I mean, I was really um, turned on to this idea of this, uh, the outer zone. I mean, I imagine that you probably have like a really awesome actor um, who's got a podcast as well. Um, that's probably I do. Uh, their name is Hugh. Uh, they also play on No Dice with me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah! <laughs> you left that door wide open. I did. Yeah, I, I think everybody looks great that uh, is performing on the album. Yeah, end. yeah. So Maddie's a part of it. Um, we've got a really, really solid cast. I'm really excited to kind of see where this goes. Um, it's really just, I don't know, if you're if you're into like storytelling, if you're listening to a podcast like this and you're into storytelling, there's there's just an opportunity to take a story and repurpose it in a way that works for this medium that works for this group of people it's it's really i don't know it's been a very fulfilling experience and we're not even halfway done with rehearsals so there's a, still a lot more to do um but yeah and and there 
there's a very easy way to get informed about the show if you're interested in, in this. It's go to brittylee.com slash the outer zone um, and you can sign up for tickets, which is essentially just little reminders of when we will be having the show because it is free um, to view. So good to know. Wonderful. Yeah. That sounds awesome. good. Yeah. And so now for our house destruction, um, thank you guys for listening to Biscuit Dough Radio. Um, where we tell the stories that nobody asked for, so you don't have to. Um, they don't want to. We have an email. They don't, <laughs> yeah, or that they don't want to. That's right. We have an email where you can send your prompts um, to be used on future episodes. And what is that email, Chris? Because you always interrupt me. Go ahead. No, I don't. I always forget it. <laughs> <laughs> you try to right, get me to it. say it, and I don't remember it. Biscuit dough. Do it, do it, do it. Is it biscuit dough radio? Or is it biscuit yep. dough? No, it's biscuit dough radio. Biscuit dough radio at gmail.com. I made I made it and I forgot it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, you can send your your story prompts and all that stuff. Um, you can also send us uh, short stories you've made using the prompts that we've been doing. So you can show us just how much better at writing stories you are than we are. And uh, you can look forward to uh, a future episode where we kind of dig into one of those prompts that we've done already. Um, and turn it into an actual film. So mm-hmm. if you guys uh, have ideas for which one you want to see us turn into a film, you can also submit those to Yeah, let us know what you think email. is the best one. Obviously, it's the serial one uh, about the serial asshole or whatever it was called. But <laughs> Yeah, the serial asshole is definitely going to be one. If people don't choose that one, we're going to make it anyway because yeah. it's a great one. Um, <clears throat> but um, yeah, and we've got social media out there. Um, all you got to do is search BDR Pod or Biscuit Dough Radio. And you'll find us on pretty much anything in any podcatchers that you're streaming. Of course, if you're listening to this, you've already found one. So um, that being said, do we want to try a different outro? Do you have any uh, sign-off that you want to try? Oh, I got an idea. Uh, I got a, This is a good one. This is a good one. Uh, so here's your inspiration, Brady. Uh-huh. You are a vampire. Mm-hmm. But you've kept it secret up until now. We've been having this nice conversation, um, and you are going to kill us now. Cool. I've been waiting. Oh, I would. I would <laughs> never. I would never do that. <laughs> I would never keep my vampiric tendencies from you. you wait, what's that? You said you're. What are you? I'm. I'm. You know, it's not like I'm. I'm definitely an immortal or anything. Like that's definitely not something I've said out loud many times. That's a weird thing to yeah, say. That, that Brady. seems I don't... weird. Oh, that's... you know. I feel. But, I feel uh, like you're trying I to just... like dance around saying something. <laughs> oh well, I mean, certainly I don't dance, but uh, <laughs> I, I. I will say, um, you did a good job of leaving your uh, your doors open. So uh, thank you for inviting me into your podcast and into your homes. Uh, goodbye. Oh God! Good job. We did it. We're all dead. <laughs> we all died. <laughs> been listening to Biscuit Doll Radio. Thank you so much for finding us here on whatever podcatcher you're using. And a special thank you to our submission friends. 
Thank you to Bob, James, Joe, Tyler, and Britty for giving us awesome prompts to make terrible movies. Also a special thank you to Imposters Band for their use of our theme song, Sailor, off of their album Someone, Sometime, or Somewhere. Look forward to another episode coming to you next week, and until then, Happy Halloween!